Bell. Now here's your hosts, Woot and Why. Hello, 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 and welcome to week 12 edition of the Moneyball podcast talking NFL DFS. I am joined by Woot. He's back. Welcome back. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back. Guess what? You know what? I've had I've had relative success in my articles if you've been following. Yes, uh, and I'm also going to get you today during the pod to rate my puns from my article this week. I uh, implemented some puns last night. I got very creative. I couldn't sleep last night. Whipped up the Moneyball article. It's up there today, and you're going to give me a rating of the of the puns as we go. But uh, can All you right. can you guess like what this. can you guess what tomorrow is? Can I... Can I guess what it is? Yes. Guess is what... this a trick question? Is it a pun? No, no, no. Just what's tomorrow? Friday. No. Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yes. Well, no, it's actually the day that Gilmore Girls is released on Netflix in Australia. 7 p.m. tomorrow night. It's also the reason that we have to push back our Week 12 preview to Saturday because uh, not me, but my girlfriend is hosting a Gilmore Girls uh, party here tomorrow night. So, uh, Guys... Guys, I'm taking listeners, part. listeners <laughs> this is what I have to deal with. This is what I'm dealing with. So if we had a Gilmore Girls lineup for a DFS tomorrow, I am firmly placing Luke in my lineup, and I am sitting Dean. But uh, we'll, we'll move on to actual proper money ball. And, Screw uh, all Deans, by the way. There hasn't been a good Dean television character ever. Ever. Anyway. Yeah, even the Dean of like, Stay tuned the for community. Our Dean podcast. Actually, what about the community Dean? The guy, Wait, the dean from community. that's the dean. Yeah, no. So he, it's a, it's a technicality. He's okay. It's not a title. It's he, a name. It's all right. Because the, 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 the dean on community is a yep. crack up, and the guy's hilarious. So reviewing last week, obviously Woot hit on his article, but uh, I hit on Mariota, Legarrant Blount, Rob Kelly, uh, Prater, and Bortles as a contrarian play. Did he actually did all right despite losing? I also missed on Zach Ertz. I called Zach Ertz out in a big spot. Must have listened. Fired him up. He just came up in a big spot. Devontae Parker actually did well against the uh, LA defense late in that game. AJ Green getting injured, I cannot do much about that. Um, Jack Doyle, look, you know, even Hall of Fame tight ends have bad games. So let's just move on to this week's contest. We've got Hail Mary, Sunday Blitzes, and there's also some Thanksgiving specials. So if you're listening to this and Thanksgiving, obviously, is tomorrow morning, uh, it's a perfect chance for you to get into some Thanksgiving specials. So there's so much Moneyball con- uh, contests open, but let's get... Straight into it, Woot. So you, much. You know the drill. So what is your quarterback start this week? This, to me, is so easy. Right. This is the easiest pick out of all of them. Russell Wilson is your quarterback to start this week. You scroll down. You think he's going to be at the top somewhere. You just keep going. You just keep going. You just keep going. You just keep going. He's under Kirk Cousins. He's under Dak Prescott. He's under Jameis Winston. He's opposing quarterback this week. He's under Andy Dalton. There he is. Russell Wilson, 8,200. The guy's a bargain. He's going to go off. Three consecutive games over 24 points. What else do I need to say? He's going up against Tampa, who aren't even close to the defense that he shredded last week. Yep. He's going to he's going to put up points. The guy's, the guy's a lock Great. in all my teams. Great selection. I'm going with your boy, Carson Wentz. And the pun I used for him is, you went some, you lose some. Score out of 10. I hope we've started low. <laughs> so, look, he was bad last week. He was probably coming off his worst performance. But as Richard Sherman, Sherman said after the match, he'll learn, he'll learn a lot from it. And he's gone from one of the historically best defenses 
of our era, possibly all time in that Seattle defense over the last few years. He's going to now one of the worst defenses over the last month, and that's the Packers defense. They are officially toast. They've been torched for over 300 yards per game and have allowed a touchdown to interception ratio of 11 to 2. And they've given up an average of 480.5 yards and 44.5 points in back-to-back 40 burgers. Their first since 1950. I like Carson Wentz. He's really cheap, 7100 But, uh, yeah, Russell Wilson at that price is too hard to refuse. Uh, moving on to the sit position, I'm taking Andy Dalton, 8300 versus Baltimore. Uh, he suffered a devastating injury last week, Andrew, Andy Dalton. He uh, he lost his A.J. Green, and uh, unfortunately he cannot play without an A.J. Green. He's very ineffective Anyone without his A.J. Anyone who loses an A.J. Green. Yeah. Anyone who loses an A.J. Green will hurt, but yes. Andy Dalton needs his green. You need, he needs his A.J. Green. It is one of his vital organs, and he's lost his A.J. Green. And secondary to that, he's lost his Giovanni Bernard, which is, you know, also, not a quite a vital organ, but, you know, kind of like your spleen. You kind of need it, but then, you know, we'll wait and see. But uh, yeah. he's a, he's facing the Baltimore Ravens defense as well, and I just avoiding Andy Dalton. He's the same price as Russell Wilson, so that's just even more uh, mm-hmm. reason to avoid. Who are you avoiding? I'm avoiding who I just mentioned, Jameis Winston. Uh, he's $100 more than my lock of the week, so why on earth would you spend more going up against the Seattle defense? Carson Wentz had, you know, some success against uh, Seattle when you kind of look at Late. when you look yep. at it. He's, yeah, he ended up putting out 16.9 fantasy points, which isn't anything to scoff at because the Seattle defense is incredible. But if you're if you're a typical, you know, stat slave and you, you're looking down the, the – the quarterback list and you see, oh, there's an uptick. And then you see, you know, it's green. And then you look at his game log and things like that. His last five games, he's gone 21, 18, 23, 19, 19. So you're just thinking, this guy's pretty consistent. It won't happen this week. I'm nope. sorry. It will not happen this week. So just you save that. You save 100 bucks and go get my lock of the week. Russell Wilson. Fantasy-wise. Who is your contrarian play? My contrarian play is Mr. Colin Kaepernick. Now, this is wow. a guy that so much controversy over the over the off season in regards to this guy. But you know, there's been quite a nice little turnaround, don't you think? Yeah, it's it's been it's been quite good. And you know, he did start off. He started off against a tough defense, and he went. It was Buffalo, but he yeah. still scored 18 points, and that was that was great. And then you think, all right. He's got Tampa. He should do well, and he got 17, which is good. And then you, he went he went off against New Orleans like we expected, and now he's gone 23.9 against Arizona, and then he put up 19.4 points against New England. He played good against he's Arizona like, too. Yeah, he's in he's in form, and he's very very cheap. So yeah. if you think he might going up against this Miami defense, which is probably you know probably just. I don't know if they're if they're thinking, you know, what like we're sweet. We ha- we just you know we just smashed up on golf. We might we're, we're awesome. And they're going to nothing be, compared to Kevin. and they're going to be down late and passing and trying to make up a garbage time. And that's the game script you want for a fantasy quarterback. Blake Bortles has made a living out of it. <laughs> um, by the way, did you like Scott Hansen on Game Pass last week when Colin Kaepernick ran for a first down? He said, "Not slowed down by his I voted sticker." I thought that was nice. genius. Uh, mine nice. is his opponent, uh, Ryan Tannehill, 7,700 versus San Fran. Five of the six 
past six quarterbacks against the 49ers have scored at least 24 fantasy points. And, uh, yeah, he, st- he still managed 15.8 last week against the Rams defense, who were really, really good, and it was in the wet, pouring rain. So uh, this is a far more favorable matchup for Ryan Tannehill. So at 7,700, he's not a bad option. If you can't afford Russell Wilson, uh, then Ryan Tannehill might be a pretty good option for you. So there's a... Josh. Yep. I want to... Can I stop you? Yep. Already? I want to predict your next pun. My next pun? Yes. Yes. All right. What is I want it? to next. I want to predict your next pun. You're going with running backs. Yes. Running backs are next. We've covered quarterbacks. Yes. Sorry, I wanted to stop you. It has to be something about being on a roll. It is Thomas Rawls. I said more than a dice roll at his current price. Oh my God. <laughs> you should have said go with Thomas. He's on a roll. Or uh, but, but he no, hasn't been really on a roll. He's played one game. You can't. You can't be on a roll after one game. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But I, was try- I wanted to mention something about, like, you know, he's a better fantasy option than his cousin Lou or something like that, but I just, like, I'll stick with the puzzles. <laughs> um, anyway, but, like, how important is timing in fantasy? Obviously, when one door unfortunately closes, another one opens. You know, CJ, precisely what I mean, Josh. Am I right? That's a seven and a half. Yes! Uh, I-, I like that one. But uh, Christian Michaels in Green Bay, CJ Prosize is dealing with a shoulder injury. Rawls comes back at the perfect time and finds himself in a great position to handle plenty of work in against a, a pretty good uh, matchup here in Tampa Bay. So I feel like he will get at least 20 touches around that 20 touches, not at least, but he'll get around 20 touches in this game. And he's too talented not to take advantage of that. And there have been 10 running backs with at least 15 touches against the Bucks this year. And seven of them have either had a touchdown or 100 total yards. And his price is just juicy, it's just way too cheap to ignore at $5,200 against Tampa. He is in my lineup. He's my lock. They, <laughs> Seattle love to just, you know, pound the ball. That's, it's what they base their, it's their whole mantra, even if they didn't run it in from the one yard line in the Super Bowl. That what? is their whole... What? What? They didn't? <laughs> in my mind, they Stop. did. In my mind, they All did. Right. Anyway... <laughs> No, like, that is just what they do. No matter how on fire Russell Wilson is, Thomas Rolls will be their focal point. They'll still run it through him, even if they're, you know, even if he's only making two yards a carry. They'll just keep pounding it with him. It's what they do. They never abandon the run, yeah. No, never. And it's what... It, Russell Wilson thrives off play action. They saw it... You saw it against Philly last week. That was their undoing. Russell Wilson's play action pass, and they need Rolls to, you know, to make Wilson successful. So yep. I think both those players, Russell Wilson and um, and Thomas Rolls, are going to have massive games. Yep, I uh, I agree. And there's nothing wrong with handcuffing them or stacking them in DFS. Uh, my sit this week, Doug Martin, 6.8,000 versus Seattle. Uh, he's been pretty good. When you look at the box score the last couple of weeks since he's been back from injury, it's not pretty, but uh, he's he's actually made up for a lot of it. Like, there's a lot of times where he gets the handoff and he's the defenders are already in the backfield and he's had to make people miss and, and make up yardage just to get back to the line of scrimmage. So, unfortunately, that doesn't result in a huge fantasy scores and that's why he's an avoid for me this week. Uh, and, and it's just purely a hunch. The game script and against a tough defense, I feel like uh, the uh, Bucks will be throwing it a little bit and that's, and that's where you can uh, find yourself sort of abandoning Doug Martin. I just feel like he's not going to have as much 
luck getting back to the line of scrimmage against Cliff Averill and co. So uh, unfortunately, it's not on Doug. It's on their beat-up, banged-up offensive line. And they actually got a little bit lucky against Kansas City last week. I, I just can't see it happening against Seattle. No, me either. Yep. Um, my sit this week will be Jeremy Hill. I think everyone should just hold off. I think people people will see this as uh, Green's out, Giovanni Bernard's out. Now, where where's the ball going to go to? I think people are going to see Jeremy Hill as, you know, one of the focal points, him and Tyler Arthur as the ways to go for this offense. I mean, there pretty much isn't much else. So they're correct in thinking that way. But Baltimore are terrific against the run. They just do a good yep. job. They just do a great job keeping Ezekiel Elliott, who no one could really stop, to under a hundred rushing yards. What, what, you know, what do you, what do people think Jeremy Hill's going to be able to do? It's it's not yeah. going to happen. Especially, it's not going to happen. And they and they're going to be down and have to throw the ball to come back. It's not going to work. No, and especially against, especially running behind that banged up, not banged up, but underperforming Bengals offensive line against the number one. Rushing defense in the NFL, I agree with you. Uh, and you know, people are saying, "Oh, he, you know, increased passes and things like that." I think Rex Burkhead will be just slot into that Giovanni Bernard role. I don't think it will be Jeremy Hill at all. I like that sit. Uh, my contrarian play is Rashad Jennings, five thousand four hundred against Cleveland. It's been good the last couple of weeks. He's uh, he's had plenty of yards. He had eighty-seven rushing yards and twenty-two receiving yards in week ten, and then last week he had eighty-five yards again and forty-four yards in receiving. So he's, he, he's really good for this format, half-point PPR. He gets plenty of catches and receptions and has and just come up short on 100 yards each time. He has a favorable matchup against the Browns. They're number two in fantasy points allowed to running back. So I think uh, it's a really good matchup for Rashad Jennings. Not bad, not bad. You know, Rashad Jennings has been flying under the radar all season. Oh, he really has. He's been banged think... up a little bit, but the last two weeks he's been really put the exclamation point on it. Like People are starting to take notice. Yeah, but don't you like? Don't you think? I know he was banged up, and that that you know assisted with people overseeing him. But at the same time, you, it's just like, I think to begin the season, no one expected him to you know maybe keep his job, or no one saw him as a you know a huge point scorer. But he's you know he's making a name for himself. It's not bad. Yeah. Anyway, um, my contrarian play this week is Matt Forte, and I hope he goes off for my season long fantasy team as well. Yeah. But it's He's going against the Patriots, and the Patriots, one of their glaring weaknesses is the running back, stopping passes to the running back. They, that is, they've been struggling with that all season, and I think the Jets have realized that, you know, what they're missing with their wide receivers, they've had their most success when Matt Forte is featured heavily, when they're, when they're throwing him the ball, when they're giving, handing the ball off to him, and that also bodes well for Bilal Powell who yep. you know could have one of those games where he scores three touchdowns in the end zone but like the just the just you know barging over the line kind of game yep. from Bilal Powell. but Matt Forte is he's having a good stretch at the moment and and I I, th- I like him I like him he's, he's he's been very consistent at the moment he has and you're right uh, Sean Drawn and Carlos Hyde uh, I think they had six or seven catches between them in a touchdown and about 80 80 odd yards against the Pats last week uh, so Matt Forte is sort of those two players combined in, in one player in terms of skill set that he brings to the table. So good contrarian play. Uh, my wide receivers, moving on to wide receivers. I love Rashad Matthews this week. Uh, anyone that knows me for a while now knows that I am a big Rashad Matthews fan. Uh, would you like to rate my pun for Rashad Matthews? Go for it. 
you don't need to wish hard with Richard. Oh my god. <laughs> Terrible. That's probably yeah, the one. You're, you're, you're going my, backwards. Probably my worst one. I think my CJ Prosas one was the best one. I think that's That was the best one. Is that your only other one? No, I've got, I've, I've got one more right, when we right, talk right, tight right. end later on. But uh, yeah, I like Rashad Matthews. I had grave concerns when he came to Tennessee in exotic Smash Mouth with Mike Malarkey. But the last few weeks, he's just he's firing red hot underneath Marcus Mariota, who's doing the same. He's averaged. 13.5 points on Moneyball uh, on the Moneyball platform across his last seven games, and he has four touchdowns over the last uh, four weeks. So it's a uh, it's a huge. He's been huge. He's just been their number one their number one receiver for for Marcus Mario. He's been huge for him, and he faces a Bears defense that allows an average of 72.3 yards a game to number one wide receivers. So I feel like he's a good option at 6,500. Oh, damn. So, essentially, he's going to slay. That's what you're saying. He's just going to slay them and yep. just th- throw them straight in. Yep. I'm adding all these players as we go to see if I can form the most formidable team. This is what me and Mitch do every episode, and we've been winning. So, uh, hopefully, we can do the same. Nice. All right. My stardom this week will be the man, Jamison. What a crazy name, by the way. I love Jamison. Jamison Crowder. It sounds like a... I don't know what Jamison Crowder sounds like. Sounds like what a drink. Think? Jamison. I know, but we're not going with Jamison. That's just too easy. But anyway. Yep. Um, yeah. Last week, I thought... To be honest, I thought the Cowboys would put more of a fight up against Steve Smith, but Steve Smith performed very well against the Cowboys. The guy's ruthless. And I, yeah, the guy's ruthless. But it's also... Steve Smith stated that they can't cover him in the slot. They just don't have anyone there to cover the slot receiver. And that's exactly where this speed demon Jamison Crowder plays. So I think he's going to have a big day. And he, aside from Jordan Reed, he is, he's their go-to man or he's surpassed Jordan Reed as their go-to man. So, I mean, I just think, I think it's incredible. I think it's incredible, especially last week. I had touted him for a big week thinking Deshaun Jackson was out and he played Deshaun Jackson played anyway, and Crowder still had a massive week. So yeah. I th- it doesn't it doesn't matter anymore. I so think, you should. I think Deshaun helps Jamison. I think it opens the field up so much and just allows so the underneath to help. Like Deshaun's not lighting up the stat sheet, but he's he helps an offense so much. What do you reckon? You reckon Deshaun's going to get one of his trademark long touchdowns this week? It's got that feeling. I do he, he have that tends feeling. To do it, he tends to do it in the divisional games. And well. in a big spot like Thanksgiving, I think that would be the, the time for him to, to stand tall. And so he could be he'll a do really, a turkey celebration. It'd be a good contrarian play. Speaking of Steve Smith, he um he came out and said, I've had two rookies that unfortunately said that they've lost all respect for me. It's been really keeping me up at night. With all the lack of sleep, I was almost unable to send my cleats and gloves all the way to Canton. <laughs> the guy's a god. I love him. Love him so much. But yeah, I he's love the him. king of trash dogs. Oh, he's yeah. the best. He is the just the pinnacle of it. Him and Terrell Owens, <laughs> just oh my god. Um, oh god, Terrell Owens is anyway. What's the um, lip, the lip sync battles? There should be a smack talk battle hosted by Steve Smith once he retires. On oh, I'm sure that would be good. Sure, Spike will. They'll they'll put anything on the network. All right, moving on to sit. I've just got the Colts wide receivers. 8.3,000 for Hilton, 6.2,000 for Moncrief. Moncrief's questionable, but Scott uh, Tolzien is playing. We just mentioned in our Thanksgiving preview, he's got a career uh, touchdown-to-interception ratio of 1 to 5 in his NFL. He's had two starts, and he filled in for half a game uh, after an injury. 
He's not good. He is. Uh, he's basically a version of Colt McCoy, really. Uh, and that's that's Scott Tolzian. And yeah, I'm not playing any of them, even though I do love T.Y. Hilton and I think he can elevate the quarterback because he's so good at getting open and should have success against Artie Burns. I'm just not taking the chance at that price. I'd rather um, take take someone else. Yeah, I think Colts' offense in general this week just is just to steer clear. Yep. Yeah. Um, my sit this week at wide receiver will be. By the way, do you say it Tyrell or Tyrell? I say Tyrell because I call him Tyrell the Gazelle because he just. All right, we'll go with that. Yep. Tyrell. Um, Tyrell Williams. Tyrell Wines. <laughs> no, all right. No, Tyrell Williams. He's having he's having a great season filling in for Keenan Allen. Mate, he is and been unreal. He has, and before I know, I know the Chargers had the bye last week, but and you think you know having the extra week off will benefit players, but I think taking nothing away from how good Williams' season has been, he's going up against the Houston Houston Texans defense, which is essentially keeping them in games. Yep, their their secondary is you know playing superbly. Jam, uh, I was about to say Jamison Crowder, <laughs> Jadavian Clowney is playing at a great level AJ now. AJ Boy, <laughs> see, we're finally seeing what he can do. Yeah, and yeah, who who said it this week that he was possibly better than JJ Watt? Did you hear this stupid quote? I can't what? even remember who that said Jadavia this. Jadavia Clowney was better than JJ yeah, Watt. Yeah, yeah, that's... he's the best. He's the best defensive player on the team right that's now, insane. and he could. I uh, know. Oh, what? Maybe, so maybe right now because JJ Watt's got a broken back. But like... no, he said, he said even when he comes back. Oh god! Oh, he uh, might be for a little bit. Why JJ Watt like? slowly just gets accustomed to getting back and in, getting back into it. But like if JJ Watts had a full off season starts back week one next year, that's just ridiculous. It's, it's like, I love stirring people up about JJ Watt, but let's just be honest when the, between them, when the whistle blows, the guy's a freak. He's a maniac. I don't know. And or JJ Watt also came out this week saying, you know, I'm not done. I'm not done. Oh, right, we know. We know, JJ. We know, mate. Like, please. We know. You're in, yeah, if you, there's you've, a, if you've there's let, a camera, you're in front of it. Yeah, you've let me know every 12 <laughs> hours that you're okay. Thank you. But yet another piece. And then send a photo of your bicep or something. Anyway. <laughs> so avoiding no, Tyrell so Williams. Nothing, yeah, taking nothing away from Tyrell Williams. It's essentially because you're going up against this Texans defense, which is, yep. you know, Playing well. Only three, only three receivers have topped a thousand, a hundred from a thousand. Jesus, a hundred yards this season against them, and I yep. can't see Tyrell Williams being one of them. All right, well, I can't wait for Phil Rivers to prove you wrong because I mean, it just doesn't give a uh-huh. about anything this year. Phil Rivers. Nice. Uh, all right, my contrarian plays Devante Parker this week. Five thousand dollars against uh, not LA. That's last week. Uh, San Fran is who they're playing this week. I just he was my avoid last week and I got it wrong, so I'm doubling down on Devontae Parker this week. I feel like he'll have a, a good day. He had five catches for 103 yards against the Chargers, and he had eight catches for 79 yards and touchdown on 10 targets last week. San Fran allows the most fantasy points to the opposing receiver, number one receiver this year, and they've allowed 18 touchdowns. So I feel like Devontae Parker will find the end zone. This week, and I've got him in my season-long league. I picked him up off the waiver wire. A couple of our reigning champ dropped him. Never give up oh, on good players nah. too early. Um, and, yeah, Devontae Parker, I feel like he's going to have a good game against a good matchup. Uh, yeah, San Fran's defense at this point is it's just fantasy gold. Yeah. Um, 
I'm, this might be one of those um, I'm saying he's going to go good in Moneyball. Hopefully he plays well for my team this week. Yep. But after a bad week last week, I think the wide receivers for Philly are all gonna they're all gonna be, you know, super focused. I think Aguilar might, you know, have his he role might even catch big. a pass. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. But Jordan Matthews, there were some huge, huge plays that he, he failed to bring in last week. But even despite all this criticism against him, he's been not that inconsistent. Like he's been putting up consistent points every week. So I think I think Green just Bay consistently is... could be better. <laughs> no, exactly. But so saying that, this could be the week where this happens. I mean, yep. Green Bay allow tons and tons yeah, of I touchdowns agree. to wide receivers. That is their weakness, covering wide receivers, which is never good for a defense because that is, you know, that's the the prime target, obviously, for your offense to target your wide receivers. So there's no, that's my analysis of this. Essentially, Green Bay can't stop wide receivers. Go with Jordan Matthews because he's a wide receiver. You like that, Josh? There yes. you go, mate. That's better than all your puns. No, it's it's fine. Did you see the uh, the NBC screenshot of Packers cornerbacks pro football focus, the passer rating against each? So it was like Demetri Goodson, 148.1. Quinton Rollins, 133.8. Micah Hyde, 127.8. Demarius Randall, 122.3. Ladarius Gunter, 112. Point five, and someone like retweeted it and said, "All right, so teams are just avoiding Ladarius Gunter then at this point. <laughs> he's the best. Someone else, right? He's elite. So when you look at that passer rating, it's ridiculous. And I've, I mentioned Carson Wentz before. That could be a, a low key contrarian stack right there, a difference maker. If you believe that Wentz and Jordan Matthews can carve up the Green Bay defense, there's going to be low ownership percentage and can be a real point of difference for you in uh, in getting a getting a win." Uh, in nice. especially in those contest plays. So we'll move on to the tight end position. Uh, I'll start with the contrarian play because my pun is the contrarian play, and it is Tyler Eifert. And I said, the Eifert Tower can stand tall in Green's absence. Oh, God. No. <laughs> no good? No. It's... They're golden, pony boy. Partially because Tyler Eifert's also my set, so I don't like okay. it. All right, well, let's <laughs> let's debate this then. I think that there's just so many targets now from AJ Green that's available. Um, I'm ignoring Giovanni Bernard. I feel like just Rex Burkhead would just slot into that role, but there is definitely going to be more targets heading Tyler Eifert's way. And I know Baltimore is the number one defense against tight ends. They haven't allowed a touchdown to a tight end all year, but I'm going to declare it and I'm going to call it this will be the first week where they allow it and Tyler Eifert will step up in a big spot and score a touchdown. I feel like he's Dalton's only elite option as you know, as highly as you rate Brandon LaFell, Josh. Um Eifert <laughs> is is the now the number one target for Andy Dalton. And we mentioned that, you know, losing his AJ Green was a devastating injury for Dalton. Like he's still not a bad quarterback and can still um, you know, move the chains and, and put up a, at least a decent fight. So I feel like Eifert uh, especially when Gronk's down injured and things like that. I feel like there's not many options this week at tight end. All right. I'll give you that. that there's not many, you know, amazing options this week at tight yeah. end. There, there's, to be honest, outside Gronk, is there really any tight end that you're like, yes, I can't wait. Um, yeah, true that. Will tie. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> I said, uh, you know, you, see, this is the thing. 
the Ravens' best team against the tight end. I'm not saying that Tyfit um, Tyfit. Wow, just merging the words no, together. That's fine. That's Tyler can't have can't have a terrific game, but there's despite the lack of options, there are still better options than Tyler Rafford. Far better options. Okay, that's fair. You know Baltimore. You know Baltimore are the best team against tight ends. You know that Dalton is going to ram it down Eifert's throat. He's just going to constantly target him. And, I mean, Eric Weddle has kept tight ends in his pocket all season. It's, I can't I can't see it changing. But you know what, though? The one stat in your favor that Tyler Eifert is the only tight end all season to score more than five fantasy points as a tight end against the Ravens. So there you go. There we go. So that is how stingy they are. Yep. He knows what he's doing. Wait, see. Uh, who's your start then? All right, my start. This is a better. This is a better player. Let's go, Eric Ebron, so, who essentially is this season's Tyler Arthur. Yeah, I think so. I think he is the breakout candidate. Obviously, by the way, had some this injuries. Is two there. seasons, two seasons running in fantasy, season long fantasy. I'm talking about right now. Yep. I said Tyler Eifert was going to have a big season last year. Missed out on him in the draft. Then I said Eric Ebron is the guy this year. Missed out on him in the draft. I can never celebrate the tight end ever. And it's just, it's you my downfall every season. You can never get it. I can't. It's so just, you like, it, you it like, kills me. You like Ebron this week, though? I do like Eric Ebron. I mean, he's he's now becoming, like, the focal point. And that's, it's... It's. I mean, I know the Vikings' defense is going to. They're going to be suffocating. They are a good defense, but he's on a roll. He's he's really on a roll, and he even going up against the Vikings in Week Nine, he got ninety-two yards. So I mean, it's not like he hasn't done it before. So yeah. And Minnesota have allowed at least eight fantasy points to opposing tight ends in four games, four straight games now. So. We'll wait and see. I like the tight end. I like the tight end in the matchup opposite as well. So I feel like one of these guys might be your play this week, and that's Kyle Rudolph. Um, he only had one catch for one yard in Week Nine against the Lions, but uh, it was for a touchdown. And it's also there's also been nine touchdowns scored against Detroit this year by the tight end. So I like Kyle Rudolph again. I feel like he can do better than what he did last week, especially Stefan Diggs. Um, who's questionable, is out. I think Kyle Rudolph will be Sam Bradford's uh, clear number one target, although Adam Thielen's been really, really good. He's been fun to watch, and it's great to see. I love seeing players just improve, you know, after just hard work, and they're not physically gifted at, like, they're not built like Des Bryant or Julio Jones. So it's really good to see players like Cole Beasley and Adam Thielen doing well, but I I feel like Kyle Rudolph at 5'7". So take your pick at either of those prices, Ebron or Rudolph at 5'7". Uh, my sit's Travis Kelsey this week, 6,500 versus Denver. I don't like the matchup at all. Uh, it's just not a good matchup for Kelsey. I know he's probably going to be... I kind of sound hypocritical here where I'm saying Eifert is Dalton's only target and will have plenty of touches, and Travis Kelsey will probably be the same with Jeremy Macklin out. But I just don't like the matchup against Denver. They've been really, really stout against uh, against tight ends. And He's actually never scored a touchdown against Denver. There you go. Yeah, I don't think it'll change this week. I don't. No, nope. I'm on. I'm on. I'm on board with you. Yeah, I feel like with the tight end, you need to just try and get someone that's going to find the end zone because they're not rarely do they go off for huge like ten or twelve catch games for for massive yardage. Yeah. What was the, what, 
Well, what was the what was the former tight end of the Lions? The one that would you know catch three passes that were all touchdowns, and he'd do the cool Joseph, dances in the Joseph Fourier. That's it. That guy was the king. He he'd be the king in daily fantasy if you had him. That was the ultimate contrarian play. That guy would go off every couple of weeks. Yeah, you just had to pick and awesome. choose your matchups and and tread very very carefully. Yep. yep. All right, my contrarian is the only option that Brock Osweiler tends to see nowadays, which is CJ Fedorowicz. Is oh, that how you pronounce it? The high-flying Jew. Beautiful. Seriously, the only reason I'm saying this is because the rest of the field, essentially, going into the season, I thought Brock, Os- Brock Osweiler was going to be, you know, the Texans might be playing from behind and he was going to have to heave the ball downfield. Doesn't matter. The guy always just throws it short to Fedorowicz and that's just it. That's like, it seems to be the game plan. He doesn't know who Hopkins is. For all he knows, Hopkins is just a coach on the sideline, doesn't use him whatsoever. Fedorowicz is the man. He's he's the guy that he goes to. And mm. he just, I mean, he's, he got 82 yards last week against the Raiders and now he's going up against San Diego who haven't been very good against the tight end either. So... Yep. I mean, he's the man. He's well, the man if you want to go contrarian. Brock only throws it three yards at a time, so it works perfectly for Fedorowicz. Uh, it just plays <laughs> into it perfectly. Uh, I think I read... He just turns around and catches. <laughs> yes. I read somewhere about um, Brock Osweiler when he targets DeAndre Hopkins. It's it's like the most dangerous play for him. It's just, uh, yeah, seven of his 10 interceptions and only three of his 12 touchdowns have come when targeting DeAndre Hopkins. So seven out of wow. his 10 interceptions when targeting Hopkins. So no wonder he's targeting Fedora. It's more and more and more. It's safer, and Brock Osweiler is scared to take risks. It's really weird. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a deeper conversation for our main league is a lot of these short dink and dunk offenses are just quarterbacks scared about, like, throwing picks and job security and money and all that sort of stuff. But anyway, uh, moving on to defense. I I like the Ravens against Cincinnati at 5,600, but Pittsburgh against Scott Tolzien is just too hard to refuse at this point. Uh, I feel like that's a really, really good matchup. They're only $4,000. So if you want to you know spend big on Russell Wilson and other players, $4,000 for Pittsburgh's defense is the way to go. Yeah, if you want to save even more cash, let's go Tennessee Titans, who are $4,000. The exact and they're same. going up. Yeah. <laughs> They're going up again. Wait. What? The Steelers and the Titans are both four thousand dollars. Oh sorry. Well yeah. you've got something else written down. Oh I had so the, yeah, I had the Ravens, me. sorry. They're, you've confused me. Anyway, the Ravens are don't worry at, about it. The Ravens are at five don't six. Don't worry about it. <laughs> if you ready, rewind. Yep. If you want to go exactly the same price as what Josh Ryan just said. Yep. Go $4,000 for the Titans. No, nah, but seriously, they're going up against Matt Barkley. Take it from someone that um, he used to play on their team. Matt yeah. Barkley is a turnover machine. Right. Even if there's a player wide open, he'll find your team. He'll find the opposite team. I mean. I'll give you $25 right now if you can tell me what Matt Barkley's middle name is. Do not Google it. I'm not. Uh, Five, four, three, Matthew. two. Matthew Matthew Barkley. <laughs> Matthew, I was thinking Matt Matthew. Uh, Matthew Montgomery Barkley is his middle Montgomery. name. Montgomery. There we are. Matthew Montgomery. Yes, Matthew Montgomery Barkley. So starts yeah. the Titans Beautiful. defense. Uh, all right, moving on to kicker. Uh, 
if you've listened to the show for the past month, you know that I always preach this one rule in DFS this year. It's an absolute uh, lock. It's a great rule. Start your kicker against the Jacksonville Jaguars. So start Dan Carpenter, 4,400. Jacksonville are the number one defense against the worst defense against kickers. I think it's 11 points. I think points are averaging. The next closest is nine. So it's a two-point advantage if you've played them all year. And Dan Carpenter, you know, he had a pretty good game last week. He actually kicked a big field goal. Normally he's due for a doink game where he hits the post. He does that so many times. But Carpenter, Uh 4,400 against the Jags. Lock it in. Nice. Well, um... I'm going with Nick Novak of the Houston Texans. They can't move the ball close enough to the end zone, so he should feature heavily. <laughs> and then, <laughs> but Nick Novak has also he's gotten eight points in all five home games this year. So at least eight points in all five home games. Three of those were over were at least eleven points. And then the Chargers, on the other hand, have allowed four kickers to score at least nine when they've been playing away. So then, beautiful, beautiful. By the way, he's been in my out of, well, what week are we up to now? 12? I swear Nick Novak's been in about seven or eight of my lineups this year. He just, he's just my featured kicker. And I've played him, I year. have played him a few times. So uh, he's been old faithful. He's been pretty reliable. What a what a weird kicker to yeah. have as old faithful. Nick yeah. Novak. I think it's the Novak. alliteration. I like it. He sounds like a superhero name. Like that sounds like an Nick alter ego. Novak. Yeah, it sounds like yeah. an alter ego for like he would have like, I don't know what his character would be. He'd be an accountant be. by day. Yeah, and then... I don't know. Some sort of some sort of guy that has insane speed, but not quite the flash. But he need he would need another talent because you you can't be like a less efficient flash. That's not a very good superhero. Yeah, maybe he could fly as well. I don't know. We'll put that in. Anyway, that's where I'm we're pretty at. sure Superman can move really fast as well. So you're just describing Superman. All right, cool. Nick Nick Novak is Superman 2.0. Uh, I think Nick would appreciate that. I know he's a big listener of the show. Uh, anyway, yeah. that uh, that is our Moneyball advice for week 12. Good luck, but not too much luck because me and Woot want to win. And good luck in Thanksgiving. You know, good thing about Thanksgiving is you, if you don't win tomorrow, you can just double down and, and play in Sunday blitzes and on Monday Night Football. So good luck. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at JYNFL. You can follow Woot at etc. You can play Moneyball on moneyball.com.au. Sign up and play today. Australia's first daily fantasy site. You can follow them on Twitter as well at moneyball.com.au. Thanks.